I welcome you to Real Life Mom, the podcast. 2020 was a challenging year. There's a good chance that 2021 will be too. But that doesn't mean it can't be your best year. Are you ready to create change? Let's start today. Today I'm chatting with Lorene Rajbali, wife, mother, and life coach from the Mindfulness Academy. Welcome, Nolene, to Real Life Mom, the podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. How are you doing? Thanks, Mira. Thanks for having me. And thanks for this beautiful show that you have. Um, I'm doing great. I'm blessed and I'm happy. And I'm just not surviving, but I'm thriving through this uh, pandemic that we have and the setbacks that that come across and it's all about having um, the right mindset, I think, right? So things are good, things are looking up and we just gotta stay positive. Oh, I love the positive vibes. So today we're gonna be chatting about mindfulness. Nolene, what is mindfulness? So Mira, mindfulness has been around for thousands of years, believe it or not. Um, It has its origins in the East But over the last decade, and like with anything that hits the West, it becomes a phenomena. Mm -hmm. So celebrities and coaches have caught on to the technique and they've seen the progress that it makes with their creativity and how they became better versions of themselves and what they did. Um, Mindfulness has then recently moved mainstream. So people or businesses like Google have adopted mindfulness practices. They actually have mindfulness rooms for their staff so that they could take time out to engage with their creative sides. Um, Mindfulness has moved down to education through to uh, universities and down through to schools right now. So what actually is mindfulness? Mindfulness is to know what is happening in your head and in your heart at any given moment without being carried away by it. It's as simple as that. It is to intentionally be in the here and the now, engaging in all of your senses, the sights and the sounds and the tastes, and not judging yourself through whatever you're feeling, whatever emotion comes up, you are just an observer. Ah. So it's being more sort of like in touch with your entire body and what is going on. I love that. It's not, it's, it's not being judgmental. Constantly aware. Constantly aware. Conscious. Conscious of what, what's happening. Be aware of what, what's happening in your thoughts and how are they making you, how's those thoughts uh, affecting your emotions? And remember when our thoughts affect our emotions, uh, we often respond to whatever we are feeling. So if you have um, thoughts of, or if somebody made you upset, right? So you you obviously are starting to feel that within you. And what is your response then? You want to act out in anger, but mindfulness gives you that space between your thoughts and what you're feeling to make the right decision for your response. So you can give yourself that space Uh, between your thoughts and your feelings and then decide how can I react kindly to myself 
So if you choose to respond in anger, so you're obviously going to be getting uh, negative feedback, right? Uh, anything that you do out of anger will obviously ripple effect and will give you that negative feedback. But if you decide that I'm not going to allow my emotions to take control of me, and I'm going to switch the situation around and I'm going to act from a kind place, then you are putting yourself in a position to control the outcome of any situation. That's amazing. I love that. And I think, you know, that's something that, you know, should be practiced by everyone. Um, please take me on the journey of how you started um, the Mindfulness Academy. What's your story? How did it all begin? So, well, I've always, and, and it, sounds, it sounds like an oxymoron, but I've always unconsciously practiced mindfulness without knowing what it was. Mm -hmm. You know, I always tried to enjoy every moment that I was in without even knowing what the concept was. Um, I did a bit of uh, studying and I have studied life coaching and I'm busy uh, with studying uh, and getting my um, certificate for empowerment coaching with a company uh, or with an institution in Canada, which has taken me on a great journey. So um, during the first lockdown, um, I made a decision right there and then that whatever curveball that this pandemic is going to throw at me or my family or the people that I know, um, I was going to be ready for it. And in order to be ready, I needed to strengthen my mind and to be creative and to be productive. And um, I knew that anxiety was at its peak because I felt it. And um, I knew that people that I spoke to also felt it. And um, I would do little posts every day just to offer motivation and encouragement. And I'm, I meditate every day. So uh, whatever my meditation was for that day, I would put up something and, you know, just to to just sort of encourage and put some positivity out there. And I found that the feedback that I was getting was so amazing that people wanted to feel good and they wanted not to feel good uh, by the things that they see, but they were looking for peace within themselves and they were looking for balance within themselves. And I then found myself having lots of conversations with people, taking them through this whole process of mindfulness. Um, and then um, during that time uh, and using the skills that I had acquired from coaching uh, and together with my mindfulness practices, um, I put together a program for, um, for kids that I would uh, then roll out later on to the uh, to schools and teach kids about mindfulness and kindness and how to love themselves and all of those wonderful things. Um, and then I needed to then put something formal to what I was doing. And that's when uh, the Mindfulness Academy gave birth, that uh, it all started from wanting to teach kids um, you know, just the techniques of mindfulness and then reaching out to women who felt 
that they were stuck in their lives and they needed to progress further. Uh, and that's where the coaching actually came in as well. Um, and together with the mindfulness um, coaching and uh, the coaching that I do with, uh, with women and teenagers, um, it all fell into place with the, the Mindfulness Academy. Ah, that's wonderful. I love to hear about the background story because yeah, no organization just starts without you know, a purpose. And I love your purpose. Your purpose is basically um, to help others. And, and that's um, so beautiful and encouraging, especially in these times when um, we find a lot of people are so negative and um, not, not willing to assist people. So, you know, that's fantastic. Um, tell me, I, I know you've had some experiences um, working with people. Are there any um, success stories that you are comfortable sharing with us on, on, your, on your mindfulness journey? Um, I think that uh, the whole process and the journey um, is a gift that you could offer um, to anybody that you come into contact with. And there can't be a price tag to it because it is a passion and it's something that speaks from a soul to a soul. Uh, for me, I think the major success stories were uh, having to get into a disadvantaged school and having to sit with kids that are just six years old, who are innocent and are just open to learning new things and teaching them new concepts about love, about kindness, about loving who they were and treating themselves uh, with kindness in order to be able to extend that loving kindness to those around them. Um, and I think that was really the highlight of how the Mindfulness Academy started. And then of course, uh, I've done some really good um, workshops with corporate businesses uh, uh, and their teams. I've done some workshops even with small businesses. Um, and I really love the one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, the face-to-face -face with, um, you know, the teenagers that come and, you know, where they feel that their emotions are all over the place and just to help them to just get their thoughts together and to just find out what, where they want to go in life and, and to just direct them and give them strategies and, and goals to work towards. And, and the same goes to coaching with women, woman to woman coaching is, it's really, really, um, you know, uh, it gives me that sense of uh, my purpose and doing something great in the world when a woman feels empowered. Um, you know, a woman that uh, is a home executive uh, who feels like my life can't go any further than this. But when she then finds that she has that power to still do the things that she does, but find the greatness within herself to be much more than that. Uh, I think for me, that is really, really um, the be all. And uh, I think it gives me this sense of true purpose of why I do this. That's amazing. Yeah, it sounds like um, it's a very rewarding um, passion that you have there. Uh, Nolene, I mean, uh, what better satisfaction than, than, to feel, than to see for yourself as, as well as witness someone empowering themselves. Um, tell me, um, can you share with us 
some of those basic mindfulness uh, practices that we can put into our daily lives um, for just, you know, the, the ordinary person, some examples maybe um, of, you know, something small that we can start with, like, for example, today. Cool. So it's really very simple. It's not rocket science. It has nothing to do with any religious practices or anything that's woo, that's mind boggling. You know, it's, it's just allowing yourself to be present and to be conscious and aware of the moment that you, you are in. So right now, um, just like forget about the things that happened uh, before we chatted and forgetting about the things that are going to happen after we chat, just be aware of your thoughts and how you feel right now and react to that moment. Um, and things that pass through your mind, things that make you feel uncomfortable, um, allow it, like like your, thought, your thoughts, just think of your thoughts being like clouds, right? Clouds move all the time. So your thoughts just continue moving. Don't hang on to things that are negative because when you do hang on to things that are negative, they become troubling emotions and they need to be released. And that's how mindfulness helps you to release these troubling emotions. So there are a few techniques that you could uh, start practicing. And for me, what works is meditation. Meditation is not about sitting cross-legged and uh, trying to focus for a long period of time. It's not how long you go, it's how deep you go. So if you go in for a minute where you are conscious and aware of your feelings and your thoughts and you connect to your breath, then that is perfect. Uh, breathing is so important to learn different breathing techniques. We often take it for granted and Conscious breathing is a special thing because when you breathe consciously, you connect to that moment, you right here, right now. And imagine if we, if our breath um, depended on us being conscious, because we often are on autopilot, right? And we breathe <laughs> unconsciously, right? It's part of us. So imagine if our breath depended on us being conscious. I think most of us would be, be dead. dead. <laughs> so um, it's important to take that time. Uh, I know we're all busy. I know we live lives that where we want to multitask and be all uh, to everybody and everything. Uh, but sometimes we forget that we need to first start with ourselves. And take that five minutes, you know, before you jump out of your car or when you're having your coffee, just breathe and center yourself and check in with yourself. That's that's really important. Um, I love doing yoga. Yoga doesn't have to be, uh, you know, you don't have to be a contortionist or do any crazy uh, body uh, movements. You know, yoga is simple. Yoga is connecting with yourself and just doing the simple things that your body can do, right? So that's also a way of being mindful and connecting to to how you're feeling and the movement of your body and your breathing right mm -hmm. um and i think the whole purpose of mindfulness is to just be present and to enjoy life to switch off that autopilot and to start being 
aware of the things that are happening around you and how you're feeling and how does that cause you to respond to life and just being grateful for the simple things in life that we take for granted, like our breath. Be grateful for it. Be grateful that you get up every morning and you have another day to start off on a clean slate. So simple things, nothing to overthink, just live life and and be the best that you can be. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I, I myself try to try to be very mindful and conscious, you know, of my every thought. Um, at the moment, while I work from home, um, I'm usually um, stressed because of work. And then when my little one comes in after school, um, sometimes in the, I'm in the middle of the meeting, but yeah, I have to just catch myself and say, no, 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 I, I can't be stressed out. I have to just calm down. And then before I respond to him, because sometimes, you know, when you're in the middle of the mo a moment, you, you can respond not in a not in a good way to somebody else because you're so busy. And I think as parents, um, it becomes... It, it is the situation that we're living in right now that, you know, um, there's so many things um, happening in our day all at once. And, you know, to, to stop and, and get off that autopilot is a challenge. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely something I can practice more in my life where, um, you know, I recognize, you know, and be present in the moment and, you know, stop um, and then, you know, calm yourself and then react uh, rather than... Um, <clears throat> just it's reacting to the emotion right yeah exactly so yeah it, it, i think um and you know with everything that sorry sorry if i could just add that with everything that you do in life and that you want to be good at and you want to can you hear me yes i can hear hi mira i can hear you okay so like with everything that we that that's important to us in life, we find the time to do it, right? So if you um, practice mindfulness, I mean, you don't need tons of time. If you take little spaces in your day to practice mindfulness, mindfulness, it, it becomes second nature to you. So you don't need to really take time out to think how to respond. It will it will find the solutions for you, even when things are chaotic. Absolutely. Okay, while we're on the topic of, you know, mindfulness and kids, what are, or is there a simple technique that we can, um, that we can teach kids um, um, about mindfulness? Is there something, that, an exercise perhaps you have? You know, it's really fun to teach kids um, about mindfulness because it's not a task. It's not. It's not like school where there's any there's right answers and there's wrong answers, right? It's all about teaching them love and kindness. It's about music. It's about movement. It's about getting them to indulge in their senses. And um, what I really enjoyed teaching the kids and which they really, really enjoyed was something called belly breathing, where they would just get into a comfortable position, either sitting or um, even standing up, right? Um, and just close their eyes and gently have their hands on their bellies 
and then try to focus on their breathing. So gently inhale and exhale, but at the same time, feeling their tummies rise and fall. So that's a way of getting them into that moment by allowing them to be conscious of that breath. So then they, then automatically you would find that when you practice this with your kids um, regularly, it's a way of calming them down, right? And then there's another technique that I love using with kids and it's called the calming jar, uh, where you can do a fun activity with your kid. Uh, you could use a bottle or a container, anything that's transparent, fill it up with some water and glitter. And then the jar represents their heads. The water represents their minds and the glitter represents their thoughts. So you could do the whole exercise with them and get them to shake up the bottle. Um, and when the sprinkles are all over the place, it's a good time to explain to them that when your minds are busy and when your minds are stressed out and when you're fearful, this is what happens in your mind. Your thoughts are all over the place, like the sprinkles floating all over the water. But to get them to calm themselves down and to get them to center themselves, watch what happens to the sprinkles when you stop shaking the bottle and all of the glitter and the sparkles start settling at the bottom of the jar and the water becomes clear. So, so too, does your thoughts become clear when you start calming yourself down and when you still and when you settle yourself down. So it's a way of also getting them to get out of the, you know, their minds when it's too busy and they're overwhelmed and overstimulated and just watching the, the glitter settle down and understanding the concept that your mind is now clearing and that you're now calm and whilst watching that, get them to do some breathing. It's, it's a fantastic way to get them to just understand the concept. Uh, it's fun and also to just get them into that moment where they, where they can feel calm and centered. Yes, I think that's perfect, especially for, I mean, I can think of small kids to, to even teenagers, you know, that could just benefit them. And it's something that you could do every day with them, you know, while you're doing your yoga, you know, you just stop and you do your conscious breathing. Now that's, yeah. that's absolutely wonderful. So just going to round up now, just to uh, summarize, can you please tell us what are the benefits of mindfulness? You know, the benefits are vast and especially for kids uh, to teach kids to love themselves and to be kind to themselves in a way that they would be automatically treat others with kindness and with love. Um, that's a major benefit, right? Uh, but I think for you and I, yeah. um, focus, creativity, productivity especially when you're busy and you want to juggle a hundred things at the same time if you do things mindfully you're able to be more productive because I think when you are working you work when you're drinking a cup of coffee you drink a cup of coffee when you're taking a break for yourself you take a break for yourself and you can't allow yourself to mix 
everything up and that's where the stress comes in and the chaos and the confusion so focus on one thing at a time and that increases your productivity that allows you to be more focused it allows you to be more creative and then it it's does wonders for your confidence because then you start looking inside of you for all that you need right uh, it creates a better version of who you are and what you do and it connects you to things that are that that are your purpose in life it creates what you do your career with your passion with your skills with your talents um, and it just all leads you down to what you are here to do your purpose in life and that is to be authentic to have true authentic power to speak your truth and to be who you want to be or you are meant to be in this life and that's that's connecting with the 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 divine within you and the divine around you right where we find we're all striving for that inner peace we're all striving for the harmony we're all striving for um, you know uh, peace and love and all of those great things that keep us going and uh, yeah, it's lovely to achieve things, the material things, to achieve the statuses and to have great things. But I think once we start looking within ourselves for true joy um, and you know that you are on the right path to your purpose in life and mindfulness does that for you. It connects you to those things that are important to your soul. Because I am a firm believer that we are not human beings uh, that are just having a spiritual experience, right? We're all souls and we are all spiritual beings having this human experience. So the things that encourage our souls to grow should be the things that are important, important to us in life. So I think with the benefits of just getting yourself uh, into a place where you enjoy every moment, that you make the right choices for yourself, that you're kind to yourself and your responses uh, are kind to yourself and the people around you, um, I think by far is uh, the highlight of what mindfulness is about. Yes, I, I, do, I do feel like each and every person can benefit from this. Um, if they practice it. And, you know, we all need those reminders, you know, um, probably daily. Um, I remember a few years back when I started practicing mindfulness, um, I used, I used a, a, a post-it note, which I had pasted um, on my mirror. Um, and I just had, had written on it, gratitude. So um, that would be my reminder every morning and to be grateful um, for everything in my life. And, and while I was brushing my hair every morning, you know, um, I would, you know, live in that moment, be in that moment, um, think about, you know, everything I had and, and be so grateful um, for everything. Um, so, yeah, I think <laughs> the, this is something, you know, everyone should be practicing and, and it needs to be shared far and wide. Thank you so much, Nolene, um, <clears throat> for sharing um, your journey with us and as well as those wonderful techniques of how we can uh, practice mindfulness with our kids and in our daily lives. Um, please tell us um, where can we find you um, if we want to get a hold of you. Um, okay, so um, I am on social media. Um, our 
Facebook page is called The Mindfulness Academy. And on Instagram, we are the underscore mindfulness underscore academy. And then if you want to book a coaching session or if you want to chat more about mindfulness, um, you can email me on Nolene as in N-O-E-L-I-N-E at S-A-L-O-G, which is S-A-L-O-G, one word, dot C-O dot Z-A. Great. All right. Um, so on Real Life Mom, the podcast, um, each and every guest is asked um, a surprise five questions at the end of every episode. Um, you can answer with either a one word um, answer or um, a couple of sentences. I'll leave it up to you. So I'm just going to shoot off with the first question. Um, so who or what are your sources of inspiration? So Mira, growing up, I had a lot of physical teachers, and I, I don't mean educational teachers, but books and people that have inspired me and motivated me. But it's all led me to find the true source of my inspiration, and that's nature, the sun, the moon, the stars, the universe. They are all our non-physical teachers, and they've taught me that I'm just an extension of the same power that they were created with. So that is my inspiration. Wow, okay. Um, and then what is your best childhood memory? I think back in the day, life was very different to what it is now. Um, and just being free, not having technology and just having your curiosity to explore and to find out about new things and to have that experience was really a good time for me. And I now appreciate how simple life was then and the joys of a simple life. Uh, for me, the simplicity of growing up, uh, you know, in a home uh, that was very uh, sparse we didn't have the best of, of what life is about now and the best of what kids are used to right now. We live simple lives and we had conversations. And yes, we did get into trouble and we, we were reprimanded and discipline was a big part of growing up. But those were lessons that groomed us or groomed me for who I have later become. And um, just being simple, just being humble, just being uh, modest is what really um, gave me the best type of childhood. Ah, yes, the simple life. I love that. And tell me, how do you manage your time so that you can be fulfilled in every aspect of your life? So, Mira, I can only function from a place of balance and I can only concentrate on doing one thing at a time. So that's led me to let, to let go of tasks that drain me. And I have learned over the years to focus on what is important to me and what feeds my soul. And this doesn't happen overnight. It, it, it's a process, it's a journey. To get there right um, and what keeps me happy and brings balance and peace and harmony is the things that I do that come out of passion the things that I do that I can fully commit myself to 
uh, I don't like doing things that, um, you know, that's half-hearted. I like to put my all into everything that I do. So I try to balance my life between my family, between my career, uh, my my spirituality and my health and fitness, because I think those are the four important things in my life. And I shouldn't be spending more time in any of those four quadrants, um, because then I, I would definitely be out of balance. So that is how I try to spread myself around and figure out how to maintain the peace and the harmony through those parts of my life. That's great. I, I like that explanation of the, of the four quadrants, yeah. Um, okay, and then what advice would you give um, to your children to stay determined? So, you know, with kids, everything is magnified. So stresses that you think are simple and that they can overcome becomes a huge load for them, right? So in lots of the situations that they go through, uh, it's, uh, you would constantly hear, I can't, right? So I always say to them that uh, there are loads of I can't situations in our life, but just try anyway. And you will learn that when you can, and when you fail sometimes, you try some more. So you, all those, I can't, you change into I can, and you try. And even if you fail, that's okay, you try again, right? So that's how you keep yourself determined and positive and wanting to achieve the things that you so desire. Yes, that's fantastic. And tell me my last question, um, and it's a bit of a funny one, but if you could be an animal for a week, what would you be? Hmm. So um, the animal that I would be is definitely a mythical animal. It's a phoenix, right? It's a bird. Um, and why a phoenix? It's because um, the whole idea of this mythical bird being reborn from ashes just resonates with me right uh it it resonates with who i am and it it just encourages me to believe that i can rise through adversity only to become a more grander version of myself just like the um the if you could just imagine this majestic bird that rises from the fire you know, in, in all its glory and all its power and not being affected by any ailments that uh, may try to hinder him from just flying and being free and being who he is. So that's definitely yeah, who well, I think that's my spirit animal, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I am imagining it. And, and then, yes, it, it does make me feel powerful we have to just think of, you know, um, the phoenix rising from the ground or from the fire. Yeah, it's definitely an amazing one. Thank you so much for sharing um, this valuable information with, with us all. I think everyone would have learned something from it. Um, good luck on your journey and uh, stay safe out there.
that was Nolene Rajbali, personal empowerment and mindfulness coach over at the Mindfulness Academy. She taught us that by living purposefully and intentionally in the present moment, we can steer ourselves towards being our most empowered selves. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please can you like and subscribe to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and mindful. Goodbye. Thank you.